How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Dean. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please smash the subscribe button, hit the like button, also comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. As you're going to see throughout this video, we're taking your suggestions from last week, and we're going to talk about it this week. So let's get into the podcast. Yeah. So without further ado, I want to, you know, now that the strike is over regarding the SAG and, you know, rider strike, right. I want to talk about some Marvel news and how there's a lot of you know, as we progress through the MCU, there's new projects coming out of, you know, legendary characters that we really want to see, right? Yeah. The X-Men. We want to see the Fantastic Four. And we know that the Fantastic Four, as of right now, we don't know who the Fantastic Four is. Right. Apparently, now Variety, Deadline, all the major news publications and magazines have came out and said that Pedro Pascal has been mm. casted as Reed Richards. My whole thing is... I think Pedro Pascal is an amazing actor. Yeah. You know, he's great in The Mandalorian. He's great in The Last of Us. He was great in the movie with Nicolas Cage. I mean, there's so many things that he does really well. Right. And I'm not really sure where they're going to go with the character Reed Richards in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a really out of left field it's for a me. Big curveball. To see uh, Pedro Pascal be cast because I, he wasn't even on the radar. We all know that, you know, John Krasinski was like a huge fan favorite right. to be casted. Right. Adam Driver was in talks. Yes. It was just uh so shocking. And I, I don't know how to really feel. I think we're all trying to figure out and digest what we just the the news we received, but I it's just kind of shocking that Pedro Pascal was the choice. Yeah, I don't think anybody saw that one coming. I at do, all. Yeah. I, I do think though, like if you have like some gray in his hair, like we see kind of in the last of us, I think he has some little gray yeah, on the yeah. sides. He does kind of look like an older Reed Richards. I get it. I think I was so set on John Krasinski all this time that it's hard to unsee the new Mr. Fantastic, someone other than John Krasinski. Right. It's also kind of hard. Like, what kind of Reed Richards is he going to be? Is he going to be like the very arrogant genius or is he going to be kind of like the nerdy, silly kind of genius? You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see if they actually go with the nerdy Reed Richards. I could see... Pedro Pascal being very like cocky and confident. Yeah, I could see that. Because he, like, he's kind of like the mean guy in Last of Us, right? He plays Joel. I feel like Joel is a really good embodiment of someone that's very confident and um, like very like tough. Intense, yeah. Okay, moving on. Now I want to get into the Silver Surfer. And as we know, mm. the Silver Surfer and the Fantastic Four go hand in hand. Yes. And as we know, the, the original movie that we got of the Silver Surfer, I thought it was pretty good as a kid. I didn't think yeah. anything was bad but right. apparently a lot of people didn't like it <laughs> but now you know with the fantastic four coming out in 2025 there is a silver surfer uh disney plus special that will be coming to oh, like before interesting or after the Fantastic Four. i can't remember exactly the timing of how it goes yeah. but as you know werewolf by night was disney plus like first marvel special feature right that was about an hour long so they're gonna do one with the silver surfer interesting and what's so crazy is that they want to make the silver surfer the mcu a female actress oh so i mean i'm this is where i'm i'm not really sure how to feel like i i'm that's great right more uh roles for women yeah but i just feel like the silver surfer like if if a character is known as a certain way, yeah, you know, I don't think it's like necessary to go right yeah. to go change it. You know, wow, that's really different. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna have a woman lead for the Silver Surfer, and reports are coming out that Anna Taylor Joy is gonna really? be the Silver Surfer. She's gonna be the Silver Surfer. Wow, I could I could see it and I can hear it like in her voice. She very like she has like that Silver oh, Surfer voice. You know, yeah, I can see it. If they're going to go that route of having a lady play the Silver Surfer. Kind of like the graceful, like monotone kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I see. The one thing that I'm not sure about, though, is how the internet and how the world's taking this news of a possible female lead. Yeah. And if a lot of people are not happy with it, I'm sure Marvel's going to rethink it. But as of right now, I think they're going to go with Anya Taylor-Joy. Interesting. I wonder what that even really looks like. Because the Silver Surfer is just like straight up all silver. Like just nothing. Uh-huh. I just wonder how they're going to do that. Just like how they do, like, Mystique. Oh, I guess. And she's like, because the Silver Surfer doesn't have hair either. Right. So they're going to, like. I don't think they're going to give her hair. What, does she have silver hair? I don't know. No, I don't think She has a full have... head of hair. Like, she has really long hair. No, I think that it's going to be, it looks like the Silver Surfer, but I think it's going to be female. Oh. Oh, okay. Now, everyone knows that Deadpool 3 is, is somewhat around the corner in terms of 
you know, it's a Marvel movie that's going to be coming out next year in July. And many people are speculating because we saw how Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman and Taylor Swift were all at the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. And we know that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating. But with this whole thing being said, right, Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, Taylor Swift, Sean Levy, all Sean Levy, Hugh Jackman, and Ryan Reynolds are, you know, hugely involved in Deadpool 3, right? Sean yeah. Levy will, is the director of Deadpool 3. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, and Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. But what's amazing is how much time Taylor Swift has been spending with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman and Sean Levy. Yeah. And many believe that Taylor Swift will be in Deadpool 3 as Dazzler. And oh. just for everyone to understand, the Eras tour that Taylor Swift is on has crossed over a billion dollars. You know, they made over a yeah, billion dollars. Right, right. It actually, the pre-sale tickets alone outsold Avengers Endgame. That is crazy. And Avengers Endgame was the number one movie of all time in terms of, you know, not only for we like it, but yeah. like in terms of just financial growth, right? Avengers Endgame was the top, right? Avatar, I think, passed it up again. But yeah. at one point, it, it surpassed Avatar. That and is insane. Avengers Endgame will probably surpass Avatar again, say like two, three years from now when they do like re-releases or 10 years down the road when they re-release Endgame in theaters. But anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. So Taylor Swift's movie, so the Eras tour made over a billion dollars. Taylor Swift's movie, she filmed the whole tour, filmed the whole experience. And what she did during the strike was she went to AMC directly. She had her own camera crew, had her own production company. Sold the rights to AMC directly, or not sold the rights, but gave the distribution rights to AMC. And basically, you can go see Taylor Swift's Eras Tour at AMC theaters. Now, I don't think it was playing at a Regal. It wasn't playing at Cinemark. It wasn't playing at anywhere else besides AMC. She made nearly $100 million just on a concert recording. That is just crazy your favorite word crazy. crazy i was waiting for it. i was like he's gonna say insane or crazy well it is a hundred million dollars that's insane it is insane considering too that most movies will get multiple theaters not just amc to yeah. be playing their movie and it's literally a recording of the concert right right just pieced together so this whole thing that i'm trying to get at so taylor swift brought in a hundred million dollars basically for her movie of a recording of her tour that made over a billion dollars. And a lot of the people that saw the movie are also people that went to the concert. So it just shows you that people still want to go live that experience again. Now, people are speculating that Taylor Swift is going to be in Deadpool 3 as Dazzler. And Marvel, you know, being like the powerhouse of box offices and making money, it would make sense that they would want Taylor Swift to be in this movie to hopefully one day give her her own solo movie, which would then probably make nearly a billion dollars who knows how much it makes if she got her own movie oh my god all her fans that everyone would... that's skeptical of the movie would go watch it so it is a good move i think for marvel that they're probably thinking like hey we're gonna go do this we're gonna yeah. put her in deadpool 3 she's good friends with blake lively and ryan reynolds so it makes sense who knows what happens for the future for her but i feel like ryan reynolds would kind of like want that too he would yeah. want her in even if it was for five seconds he would right. want it and that's what I was trying to get at too. So this whole, what I'm trying to get at is it looks like Taylor Swift's going to be in this movie. I could see the angle from like Marvel. I could see the angle even for Taylor Swift. Like this is a great opportunity to be able to grow her business, grow her image, right? Yeah. So basically everyone wants to know, is she in the movie? Is she not in the movie? A reporter asked Ryan Reynolds recently, is Taylor Swift in the movie? Ryan Reynolds refused oh. to say yes or no. All he said was basically the exact quote is this. He said, all will be revealed on July 26th and refused to say more. Uh, in my eyes, I think that means like 100% Taylor Swift is in this movie because if she wasn't, if she wasn't in this movie, there is, there is a responsibility of Ryan Reynolds to be like, I can't leave this on, right? Because if I leave this on, Taylor Swift has a huge fan base. And if her fans are misled to believe that she's in this movie, they all show up to see it. And maybe they're not Marvel fans at all. They see the movie and she's not in it. It's very upsetting. And it will leave a very bad taste in their mouth where they may go bomb the reviews of the movie. That's true. And they, they had the power to do that. Oh, 100% they do. So I think Ryan Reynolds, as a smart businessman that he is, right? Yeah. He's, he knows that, yes, it's great to have Taylor Swift in this movie. I want to leave it as a surprise. If she's not in the movie, 
I think he would shut it down. Yeah, he definitely, yeah, he wouldn't want to upset the fans. Yeah, because if you upset the Taylor Swift fan base, it could be very Oof. bad. And I think it would just be a very, like, <laughs> dumb business move to lie and say, like, oh, you never know. Yeah. Like, basically implying, yeah, I mean, something could happen. Right. I mean, there's still a lot of time for him to say no, but it definitely looks like she could be in it based on that quote. Also, um, talking about Deadpool 3. Now, the Marvels obviously is not looking too hot in the box office right now. It's not looking very good for the legacy of the MCU. In terms of all the movies that the MCU has had, the Marvels is not looking very good. So, this news is kind of shocking to me. There is leaks and rumors that Brie Larson will be in Deadpool 3, huh. but she won't be playing her version of Captain Captain Marvel. She'll be playing a character named Warbird, who is a variant of Carol Danvers. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Deadpool will be recruiting heroes to make a team, okay? Okay. And Warbird will be on their team. Interesting. So, I don't know how it plays out in the movie. I don't know what the motive is going to be, why they need to form this team. Yeah. Apparently, Brie Larson will be in this movie. And Warbird is basically just variant Captain Marvel. Right. But it's Captain Marvel, basically. Just, like, same powers and everything. I don't know about same powers. Oh. The, the suit of Warbird looks very similar to, like, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. So, I don't know oh. if it's more, like, on the ground Captain Marvel. But I definitely, every Captain Marvel has very, you know, powerful powers. Powers, yeah. So, I don't see why she wouldn't. But I know based on the suit alone, it looks more like a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. And it should be interesting. I think this could be a great opportunity for Brie Larson to kind of maybe, like, take the... The criticisms of Captain Marvel kind of adjust the character, this new version of Captain Marvel, to maybe, you know, change the perception people have of Captain yeah. Marvel for the better. Right. If they're forming a team, yes, Deadpool and Wolverine, it's got to tie into the post-credit scene of the Marvels. Spoiler right. alert. Okay, we're putting it out there. But yeah, the Beast is in the end of the Marvels. Yeah, so they're in a universe where the X-Men are. Right. So it makes sense that that ties into what they're going to be forming. I see. And maybe that universe, Brie Larson is Warbird in that universe? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll find out. I don't know if that universe is the same universe as Deadpool, like Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. It's probably not. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but definitely X-Men are coming. We already saw our first X-Men character at like the Beast. Yeah. So anything's possible. I definitely know that. We know for sure that the Fox X-Men, if it's, you know, whatever universe it may be, there's going to be X-Men characters that are from the Fox universe in this movie. Okay, moving on, I want to talk about this, is Captain America 4 is in trouble. Whoa. Now, Daniel RPK is a very known leaker, very reputable. I don't want to use reputable as a leaker, but basically <laughs> this guy, Daniel RPK, okay, his accuracy on leaks have been pretty close to being perfect. Obviously, there's some that he has said that has been wrong. But basically, Daniel RPK has talked about how there's a lot of reports going on in Marvel internally that Captain America 4 is not looking very good at all. They've done test screenings. It's been doing really bad in the test screenings. And they have very, um, they had to schedule a bunch of heavy reshoots. Now, wow. reshoots are where they go back in, fix things, reshoot scenes, like sh reshoot scenes that didn't land very well with the test audience screenings. And it's not looking very good. I Yikes. think whenever test screenings aren't testing well and they rely heavily on reshoots uh -huh. and when they say heavy reshoots it kind of reminds me of dr strange and the multiverse of madness and dr strange and the multiverse of madness was a good movie right yeah maybe the world including us had very high expectations for the movie very high expectations yeah so maybe that kind of made the movie like already before it even started it failed because we had such high expectations, you know, yeah. coming off Avengers Endgame, No Way Home. Yeah. It, it's just, it's tough. And I think, though, in this case, if Marvel is very worried about Captain America 4 and they're going in heavy reshoots and it's pretty well known that they're struggling, I don't really know how much can they do to change the movie. Right. To make it better over just reshoots. Yeah. It seems like if it's like that, you gotta, like, they're changing a lot. Yeah, they're going to have to change a lot. Like, it's almost, if they're saying heavy reshoots, it's almost changing the story, like changing the plot almost. Yeah, I think there's going to be some rewriting done. Like, it's going to be a whole process. Right. I do know this, that Harrison Ford is going to be Thunderbolt Ross. And <laughs> it, I mean, I heard that and I was like, wow, that's going to be, you know, I don't think Harrison Ford's going to sign on to a movie that he doesn't believe in. Yeah. It's not like the guy needs the money. <laughs> yeah. <definitely>. So, 
it must be a decent script, right? And we know that he's probably going to be the Red Hulk in this movie. So I'm kind of surprised that they're having issues where, you know, you get Harrison Ford, you have this like opportunity to really carry the Captain America mantle Mm -hmm. and you kind of drop the ball. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of shocking. Yeah. Especially, yeah. The Captain America title alone is setting up a lot of hype. Yeah. And they can, I'm sure they don't want to let people down, but hearing the heavy reshoots, we got to have a low expectations, I think. So moving on now from that, I do know this, that there are heavy talks at Marvel about doing an Avengers film with the original Avengers. Oh, what? I, I don't know how true it is. Okay. This is, we all have to take this with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, these are just rumors and leaks. Who knows if it's true? Who knows if Marvel catches wind that these are out and they totally change the direction of what they're going to do. But it does make sense that where Marvel's at right now, where it's kind of heading, you do need something to kind of revitalize what they once had, of, you know, from 2008 to 2020. Yeah. I think the, the fastest way to success, right? If you had to just be like, on paper, ask me what we need to do, I uh-huh. would say, you got to get Robert Downey Jr. back. <laughs> you got to get Chris Evans back. You got to get Scarlett Johansson back. And I think you have to have an Avengers movie with the original Avengers. Yeah, they need they, they definitely need something like that. I know a lot of people are going to be like, you're taking away from Robert Downey Jr.'s sacrifice and Scarlett Johansson's sacrifice. But just look at this, okay? In the comics, these characters are always in the comics. Yeah. Like, they die off, right? But they are brought back. Like, right. you can't have a Marvel Universe without Captain America. Without Iron Man, without Black Widow, without the Hulk. Yeah. You can't, without Thor. Like, sure, you could have a period of time without them, but at some point, they do need to come back. They need to come back. They need to fulfill that idea of Marvel. You know, Marvel was built on these heroes. Right. It doesn't make sense why you would let them go. It doesn't. And if people think, like, bringing them back would hurt Robert Downey Jr.'s, like, whole sacrifice. Yeah. You got to think about it like this. The multiverse already did that. Uh-huh. He, cause he's already in the multiverse. It's like there's another variant of him in the multiverse, right? You know, it's, it's already past that. Right, and you know what's a, a really good example of why it doesn't take away from his death? Why? Loki. Yeah. So Loki, everyone's like, oh, you can't bring back Loki. It takes away his sacrifice that he did in Avengers Endgame or Infinity War for, for his brother Thor, you know, trying to kill Thanos. Right. Now, look at how Loki season two ends. Loki was able to avenge his character, be able to not only further his character arc, but maybe, arguably, one of the best character arcs in the MCU entirely. Yeah. So, you know, going from the villain to live long enough to be the hero, it's such a great story. And I think that Robert Downey Jr., yeah, he had a great sacrifice. Mm. Right. He had a great sacrifice. But the world goes on. New villains arises, new issues arise. Yeah, he saved the world for a period of time. Right. But now the world's in shambles again. Yeah. So, in a, in a sense, that alone takes away from his sacrifice. Right. Especially because they're threats that are more strong than Thanos. Right. Like, it's good. They need to bring him back. And yeah. then look at Logan, too, right? Wolverine. Yeah, said Hugh Jackman said he would never come back. Exactly. And they said, oh, they found a way to bring it back where I don't have to touch Logan. And I do know this that Robert Downey Jr. Got over like $150 million for Endgame. I can't remember the exact price, right? But hey, it's going to cost a lot of money, but it's going to make a lot of it's money. It's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> if they brought him back, I mean, we're looking at a billion dollar movie. I, yeah, I, yeah, it's got to be, right? Especially if you bring back not just him. Right. If they do a whole press tour, traveling the world, promoting the movie with Robert Downey Jr. saying like, oh, I'm so excited to be back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Talk about breaking the bank. And if you're telling me there's, gonna, there's a chance there's a movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Hugh Jackman, come on. Yeah, and Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Who's, gonna, who's not going to see that? I know. What happened is, is I feel like the MCU, the issue is, yeah. it's no longer, it has lost that, the fear of missing out. Like, people are not going to go, have, like, stopped going to watch the movies, right? Some people are like, ah, it's okay. I, I, I can afford to miss this one. Yeah. Right? It's not important. Yeah. Whereas before, you know, every single Marvel movie, if you like the Marvels or not, you would go see this movie because you didn't want to miss out on what could, could be. That's very true. Right? So you have this, this FOMO, but the, the Marvel universe has kind of lost that. Yeah. 
But Rob Downey Jr. coming back would bring back would that. Would bring it moment. back. Yeah. Yeah. Because you wouldn't want to miss that. Yeah. That is like historical. And that's something you can't miss. Right. I'll make this very fast. Last announcement is Steven Yoon from Invincible and The Walking Dead. Mm. I guess this is confirmed in a sense. Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead and Invincible, I believe, has revealed that he talked to Steven Yoon the other day. And Steven Yoon said that he was in a costume fitting. And huh. he was in a costume fitting for this a Marvel character named Sentry. And what? And Sentry basically has, like, he's one of the most overpowered superheroes. Like, he has the power of, like, a thousand burning suns or something like that that could just <laughs> wipe out the world. And his, Steven Yoon was talking about how his suit that he's going to wear is also blue and yellow. And it's f- so funny oh how he's going to be playing super, two superheroes that wear this almost like the similar same suit. The blue and yellow. Yeah. Oh my god! But hey, Steven Yeun's gonna be in the MCU. He's gonna be a you know a really strong character, and it, it's gonna be cool to see because Steven Yeun's a great actor. Dang, that's insane. It is, and I think the world should be excited. excited. I mean, there's a lot. There is also a lot of upside to the MCU right now. I know it's not looking too hot with the Marvels, you know, kind of where it's been. But hey, Loki season two was great. I think there's a lot coming that's gonna be really good. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to verses, where we take two things and we pin them up against each other and we see which one is the best fit. And okay. this time, I'm kind of taken from you here, which movie characters have the most riz? The most riz. The most riz. Okay, first, Indiana Jones versus Jack Sparrow. Indiana Jones or Jack Sparrow, the most riz. Now, riz, give me like a... A, like how am I viewing Riz? Who's like, gonna get the girl? Who's gonna get the girl? I think based who's, who's more charming? Who's got the most charisma? Well, I think just based on the movies alone, I think you'd give it to Indiana Jones because he's kind of like the James Bond of really adventure. Yeah, Jack Sparrow gets a lot of ladies. Who? You don't even know their names. He doesn't even know their names. But what? I I think he gets some, but I don't think he gets as many as Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. What's well, that's. that's that's your opinion. Well, if you look at the movies, yeah. Indiana Jones, he's teaching a college course, right? Right. And even his students are all crushing over him. Okay. Okay, next one. James Bond versus Han Solo. James Bond versus Han Solo. Han Solo is a, a somewhat of a good guy. He was loyal to Leia, you know? James Bond, on the other hand, every movie he has multiple girls, okay. so I'd give it to James Bond. Yeah. Okay, Anakin Skywalker versus Batman. Batman. Really? I feel like a lot of people crush over Anakin Skywalker. Not not people in the movie, just fans. Is that what we're is that what we're gonna add into this oh, equation? Well, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, I I mean, I think to be fair then, I think a lot more women think Johnny Depp's more attractive than Harrison Ford. If yeah. that's what you're gonna you're gonna start okay, talking about. Okay, well okay, we'll leave that out. I just wanted to put that out there. We'll okay, leave it out. Okay. I just wanted to say it. Okay, okay well I didn't get an answer it yet. Okay, answer so. it then. <laughs> well I'll try to. Batman. Okay. Batman. If you look at it. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, Woody or Buzz? Woody or Buzz? I feel like I'll take maybe a different approach here. I would give it to Buzz. Okay. Um, What's the reasoning? Because I think Woody would try too hard, but Buzz doesn't have to try. When he's in his awkwardness, he would, he would get more girls. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a coin flip, but I mean... <laughs> Buzz gets a girl. Woody gets a girl. It's a. I think Buzz. Yeah, I, that's what I was yeah, going for. Okay. Yeah. Katniss Everdeen. Okay. Versus Padme Amidala. Ooh, that is tough. Mm. I'm. I'm just gonna go Padme. Yeah. You got to because I think Attack of the Clones. Padme. Well, I think she's got Riz. Okay. I'll take your, your input. Well, no, what's your answer? I don't know. I was just going to say that at least we see Padme. She's like a queen. Yes, Katniss Everdeen is like a queen in her own sense. But I, I, I think that, I don't know, just seems like the way the character is played, I think that Padme has more riz. Okay. Okay. Grogu versus Baby Groot. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why I thought you just said the same character twice. Grogu. Right. You said baby Groot. Yeah. Okay. Groot. Really? Yeah. Baby, I mean, Grogu broke the internet. Like, 
completely shut it down. There you go again. You're you're taking things out of the. I'm talking about this. In the, the okay, character okay, okay, the whatever, whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, well, I'm explaining my answer. And I, you keep okay. bringing in factors that are not even in the equation. Okay, Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible. Okay, versus Marty McFly. Ethan Hunt versus Marty McFly. Okay, I don't know if this is controversial. I don't think it is, but I would go Ethan Hunt. I mean, yeah, Marty McFly is also that kind of that Buzz Lightyear character where he's going to try to be risible, but then it's when he doesn't try and he's goofy and he's like kind of thinks people are like, oh, that's cute, you know? Uh-huh. But Ethan Hunt, that guy's, you know, he's like good looking. He's a MI6 agent. He knows psychology. He knows how, like, he knows how to talk to women. He knows espionage. Like, he knows how to <laughs> he knows blend how in. how to talk to women. Well, because he's trained to. Like, yeah. he literally is trained right. to, if the target, and he needs information, he knows how to get, get it. it out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If that means falling in love, he will. Okay. Princess Leia. He's a dog. Bro. He's a dog, bro. He's a dog. Okay. Princess Leia versus Black Widow. Princess Leia versus Black Widow. Mm. I, I have to go... I have to go Black Widow because I think it's the same boat as Ethan Hunt. Like she, she, if she wants something, yeah, okay, if she wants something, right, she would be able to use her tactics with like the skills that she learned through like the agency uh-huh. to be able to get that. Uh-huh. Princess Leia, I mean, yeah, we could say she has the Force. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think just assuming that they do it in an ethical way. I think you would give it to Black Widow because I think unintentionally she will use her tactics without even knowing. Mm. Whereas Princess Leia, you, doing the Jedi mind trick, that, she wouldn't do that. Okay, yeah. Makes sense. That was a good explanation. Yeah. Okay, Wonder Woman versus Elizabeth Swan from Pirates of the Caribbean. Sorry, what was the first one? Wonder Woman. A Wonder Woman. <sighs> Wonder Woman, from what I've seen in the movies, we'll just go off the movie version. Okay. It's kind of like the Buzz Lightyear thing again. Like she's, she's unintentionally you having Riz, like, like charming. Well, no, like she's trying. To, she likes Chris, Chris Pine. Yeah, but she kind of like un- unintentionally does things that come off to him as like, oh, that was like I like you, but she's kind of like doesn't think anything of it. Elizabeth Swan though does have a lot of people crushing on her in the movies. Right. That's why I was getting to that. I was explaining. Okay. I was explaining. Why Wonder Woman, kind of the same boat as Buzz Lightyear. But Elizabeth Swan does end up in having, a, you know, a, basically kids with Will Turner. So mm-hmm. I think success rate-wise, you would give it to Elizabeth Swan. Okay. Okay. I was just, I was just saying I was just, reasonings. Okay. No, I know, but I didn't get to finish what I was saying. <laughs> okay. Gamora versus Mystique. Gamora or Mystique? Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique. Is she going to be blue? Well, Jennifer Lawrence's mystique could be both. Okay, so that's what I'm trying to say. Are you trying to just limit her to just being blue, or are you going to let her use her powers? I'm going to let her use her powers. <sighs> Let's see. I, I think that I would go mystique, just because I think her whole thing is like being able to blend in and know how to appear to be relatable to that person. Okay. So she would... But I think that's unfair. I think that... Her using her powers is kind of like Princess Leia using the Force to get people to like her. Uh-huh. So I, I want to go Mystique. Okay. So you'd go Gamora. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I know what you're saying. I, I don't think using the power is fair. But, okay. What if yeah. she can't use her powers? What if it's just either blue or just Jennifer Lawrence? Well, I think if a guy saw a person that's all blue, like looking like a creature, They'd be like, whoa, what is this? You know? Uh-huh. Like, right? You, you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, that? Like, okay. But then you could look at Gamora and she's an alien. Right. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> that is tough. Uh, you know what? I go Mystique. Okay. Because I think she would... If we're basically, basically <laughs> it comes down to this. She's going to be using her powers. Okay, yeah. Okay, Trinity from The Matrix or Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. Trinity from the Matrix. You gotta go Anne Hathaway's Catwoman just from the sense of it's the same thing as like Ethan Hunt, right? She had and and Black Widow. Black she Widow. has the the skills and knowledge how to get what she wants. Yeah. Okay. 
I think this one's kind of easy one, but Reed Richards versus Tony Stark. Uh, okay, I get it. Yeah. How you 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 think it's Tony Stark? Right. And the world may disagree with me on this, right? Oh. I do think that Reed Richards could what? No, go ahead. Yeah. I think could get more. Yeah. Or get women that actually want a lasting relationship. Mm. Tony Stark could hook up with people. Yeah. Right. He's got the money. He's charming. He's good looking. Right. But Reed Richards, he's like a very, just like Tony, he's very smart. Right. But he's also, I think he has a better heart than Tony. To a certain extent, he's not arrogant. He's, oh, he's arrogant. But, uh, oh, it's tough. There is a scene in Fantastic Four where he's getting a lot of ladies at that party. Yeah. I, I think it's a tie. Whoa. I really think it is a tie because Reed Richards is very smart and he's very witty too. And yeah. he actually is smarter than Tony Stark. Mm. He is the smartest man alive. <laughs> so I go Reed Richards. Wow. You went from, I can see how it's Tony to it being a tie. And now it's well, Reed Richards. No, I, I never said that it would be Tony. I'm saying that people. No, you said you could see how it could be Tony. I could see how people would expect me to say Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, there's something that I saw. So there's actually a lot of common first names that actually have a meaning behind it, but people just don't know what the meaning is. So what's the meaning behind my name? Okay, so starting off with the girl names first. The name Abby actually means intelligent and beautiful. Sophia means wisdom. Jessica means wealthy. Zoe means life. And Mia means love. I had no idea these basic names had so much meaning. Yeah, so onto the guy names. Aaron means enlightened. William means strong protector. Mason means stone worker. Andrew means courageous. And Ron Ryan actually means little king. So so not a king, but just a little king. It means little king. What does your name mean? I actually don't know. I didn't look at mine. Anything is better than little king. Little, at least you're a king. In today's world, little king's not the not the best thing to be called. Yo, what's up, little king? <laughs> well, like, okay, I guess that's, okay. When you put it like that, it doesn't sound good. Well, after this, we should go look up what your uh, name means. Yeah, but there's also this other thing I saw. Lazy people are actually more intelligent than people who aren't lazy. Justice for lazy people. So scientists from Florida Gulf University actually did a study, and they found that people who rarely get bored actually have higher IQs than the people that easily get bored. Because the people that easily get bored will actually go out and do something instead of sitting in bed all day. But they found that the people that can sit in bed all day and not not get bored actually have higher IQs than the people that actually go out. I can see how this information is going to make a lot of people happy. Yeah, so the study took two different kinds of students. There was students that wanted to learn and they wanted to think all the time, but there's also another group of students that did everything in their power to not have to think too hard. And they found that the group that rarely got bored had higher IQs because instead of being physically active, they were actually more mentally active. It is amazing how the idea of like not being bored, you know, is so important. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because people, when they get bored, they want to go do something to keep their mind active and keep their body active. But yeah. these people that don't get bored are actually constantly just thinking, and that's why they're not bored. Yeah. And in turn, it's kind of like makes them look lazy, but they actually have higher IQs. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty crazy. Okay, so there's also something else I want to talk about. So there's a list of the top most hated movie and TV characters of all time. And this list was actually based on public votes. So thousands of people voted on this. Gosh, I'm scared to see who's on this list. Okay, so starting off at number 10 is Rachel Berry from Glee. Ninth is Caillou. Eight is the governor from The Walking Dead. Seventh is Todd Alquist from Breaking Bad. Sixth is Livia Soprano from The Sopranos. Fifth is Cersei Lannister from The Game of Thrones. And four is Show Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist. Why is Caillou on this list? I have no idea. So in third place is Skylar White from Breaking Bad. Second most hated is Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones. And the most hated character of all time is Joffrey Baratheon from Game of Thrones. Dang, so Game of Thrones got a lot on there. Isn't that crazy? I mean, Game of Thrones, like even after the 10, there was still a lot of Game of Thrones characters. Really? I, yeah. I mean, I believe it. I feel like the show, there's so many twists and turns and so many unlikable characters yeah it makes sense i feel like there's a lot of backstabs in that show oh yeah for sure rachel berry though come on that's kind of harsh i but, mean okay <laughs> she's talented but man. i mean I, be, I feel like a lot even like the characters in the show didn't like her yeah that's true you know what i shouldn't say that i don't know what she did i don't want to defend leah michelle i'm talking about her character it's her character rachel right just berry. her character yeah i'm not yeah. talking about i don't know what she's done behind the scenes because i think she was getting canceled for a little bit for like treating people bad behind the scenes so, you know what, Rachel, you're out. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, so now I think it's time 
for scary story time. Oh, this you know, I'm happy this is back. You know, I want to talk about some scary stories. I yeah. feel like I want to go to sleep. A little frightened. A little frightened. A little spooked. A little, you know. <laughs> I don't know what I was about to say, but, <laughs> you know, just that feeling of not being able to sleep. So this is why you should never let your kid draw with a blue crayon. So why just a blue crayon? So there was a family of three that was going on vacation. There was a mom, a dad, and they had a daughter in the second grade named Maddie. And Maddie loved art. Like, she loved to draw. She loved to color. But for the trip, she forgot all of her coloring supplies. And on this trip, instead of staying at a really nice hotel, the dad thought it would be nicer to stay at a little bed and breakfast. So when they arrived, they met the host of the bed and breakfast. And it was, like, this creepy old lady named Debbie. And she was super nice, like, overly nice, like, creepy nice. And she starts showing everyone to their rooms. And when they got to Maddie's room, they opened the door and there was a bunch of art supplies and coloring supplies everywhere. Almost as if she already knew that she liked to draw. That's a huge red flag. Probably should get out. So during the night, Maddie would just spend all of her time coloring and drawing. And in the morning, she would show her parents at breakfast what she drew. And in the morning, she gave them the pictures. And what she drew was this little boy all in blue crayon. And it was just standing in the middle of the hallway. And they asked her who the boy is. And she said like, oh, it's just the boy I met upstairs. He's super nice. And her parents just started laughing because they knew she had a wild imagination. But they also knew that they were the only family in the house, so it couldn't have been any other families in there. So they kind of just laughed it off. But then that night, Maddie started drawing again. And at breakfast, she showed them a new picture. And this time, it was the same boy drawn in all blue crayon, but he was standing in a bedroom. And the bedroom looked very similar to Maddie's bedroom. And now the parents were a little bit weirded out, so they asked her again who it is. And she said, it's the boy upstairs. His name is Lucas. And this is where the parents start to get really freaked out. Dude, I would be so worried too if there was no one else supposed to be in that house. Yeah, so the parents took all of Maddie's pictures and they decided to show it to Debbie and ask Debbie, do you know this boy named Lucas? Because Maddie's been drawing him in her room. And as soon as Debbie heard the name Lucas, she started to freak out and she said, you guys need to leave. And she decided to ask them one question and all she said was, did Maddie talk to him? And obviously the parents have no idea, so they just said, I don't know. So Debbie obviously knows who Lucas is. Yeah, so they decided to go ask Maddie if she talked to Lucas and she said, yeah, I've been telling him about our vacation and what life is like back home and he seemed really happy. And then all that Debbie could say was, it's too late. And she told them that Lucas was a boy that stayed at the bed and breakfast, but one morning he choked on his food and died and that's why he's blue and that's why Maddie only uses blue crayon to draw him. Dude, that is so freaky. It gave me chills. Yeah, but this is where it gets even crazier. So the family decided to leave and cut the vacation short and get home as soon as possible. But that night, they also heard a voice coming from Maddie's room. And it wasn't Maddie's voice. And all the voice said was, I think I found my new home. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. So Lucas came home with him. Gosh, that is so scary. Right? I don't know what I would do as a parent. Like, I know there's kids out there that have imaginary friends. Yeah. And at what point do you take that serious where you're like, okay, <laughs> like this is, are you, what do they say to you? Right. And if they start saying like, oh, like whatever, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I'm just saying like, you, you almost got to take it kind of serious, you know? Yeah. Because then you got to be like, well, if they're saying that to you, like if it's bad, you got to be like, whoa, what's what? going on? Yeah. What's happening? Like, where are you learning this from? It's freaky, man. Okay. So moving on, I want to talk about something that is actually a very sad story. Oh. I know there's going to be people that think this is hilarious and I yeah. don't blame you. I don't blame you. Okay? <laughs> okay. It is on Dr. Phil and I feel like oh. Dr. Phil has really transformed his show to not being so like, you know, serious. I feel like <laughs> it ever since Catch Me Outside. It's been very humorous. It's been a little different. Jack Doherty's been on the show. Like, a lot of creators have been on the show. Right, right. And they're characters, right? Yeah. This case, though, I don't know what to make of it. It's one of the craziest Dr. Phil cases I've seen. Uh-oh. So, did you know that Post Malone is actually married to a 70-year-old lady? Post Malone, the artist, is married to a 70-year-old lady? Yeah, so this is Gail, and she's 70 years old, and she believes that she's married to Post Malone. So, just watch this clip. He's okay. I confirmed that it wasn't a real diamond, but it's still special because it comes from post Okay. I've talked to him on the telephone three or four times. What? When we've talked, it's never his voice. <laughs> he talks to me with a Jamaican accent to protect his identity. I have sent post Malone around $1,000. It was just proof to the family that I was not using him for his money. I would send him a $50 gift card, a $100 gift card, maybe 150 but it was always for a good cause. Supposedly, what? he would tell me it's for his charity. Everything about him makes him interesting to me. He is good okay. looking, and I do find his tattoos attractive. 
He calls me his queen, I call him my king. When we do text, folks get tell me I'm coming, my queen. And I'd say, okay, I'll see you when you get here. And he never does come. He tells me he's busy or he's got a concert. He always has an excuse. I know I'm not being a scam. I've never met Post Malone, but I'm waiting for that day. There's to no way. So currently she's living this life thinking that she's married to Post Malone. And no matter what her granddaughters say or any of her family members say, they can't convince her. So this is what Dr. Phil had to say. And this is what she said to Dr. Phil. You say you're in a relationship with Post Malone. <laughs> well, yes, we've been we've been friends uh, texting over two years. OK. Do you have other friends that you've never met in person? No. So out of all the friends that you have in your entire life, this is the only one you've never met in person. Right. He's always got an excuse that he's going to come, <laughs> that he's busy, but it, we're going to meet. So well, he sent you some rings. Um, Supposedly, he, that's <gasps> a promise ring. He sent you these, these promise rings. Why do millionaires send you a fake ring? Because he's in the game. <clears throat> when you're in a relationship with someone, treating them with dignity and respect, is that's not about games. Right. And he's, he sent you these rings. And oh, my gosh. You said they, they're not real and they turn your fingers green. <laughs> you probably bought it with her money. <laughs> this girl's a savage. why I'm so drained. But because uh, he's a big gamer. And he goes to Korea and ja uh, Japan and different that places. That is so sad. Isn't it sad? That is so sad. It I mean, I don't mean to laugh. It's just, I know. It's just kind of funny. I don't know. I was having a hard time. Like, <laughs> I, I've already watched these videos too. And I'm still laughing. Who's the other girl? I think it's her granddaughter. Oh my gosh. But I feel so bad. I, and I don't mean to laugh, but oh my gosh. That is so bad. What got me is when she said that she talks to him on the phone and he has a Jamaican accent. <laughs> Last I checked, he does not have a Jamaican accent. He does not. Okay, so moving on. Did you know that this optical illusion could actually tell what kind of brain you have? So you see the silhouette moving. Now, half the population will be able to see the silhouette moving clockwise, and the other half will be able to see it counterclockwise. Okay, what does it mean if I see it going clockwise? Okay, so very few people could actually see her moving in both directions. Now, some people can only see her counterclockwise, some can see her clockwise, but very few could actually switch it in their brain and be able to switch her from going clockwise to counterclockwise and have the ability to control it. And if you could switch between counterclockwise and clockwise, you have a very adaptive brain that can have fast thinking. How are they switching it? Okay, so there's actually a way to make your brain more adaptive and you could actually change it. For So for you, you only see it going clockwise. You could actually switch it to counterclockwise if you focus hard enough. Okay, I can kind of see you're moving counterclockwise now, but I can't switch it back to clockwise. It is a really weird optical illusion that I feel like very few people have the ability to actually do it. It's, it's very tough. That's weird. It's like mind trippy, like mind boggling. You think that you see it one way, right? And then if you try really hard, you can get Get her going the opposite yeah but to get her you can't unsee it like you right you can't get her to switch back you almost have to look away from the screen and then look back okay so moving on i feel like this is really important for everyone's safety and i feel like this is really good information to have like do you know how people are stealing people's cars now so like watch this video this is called a relay attack what is that guy holding what was that wait what wait what just happened He was holding a thing over his head and the car just turned on. I don't get how that guy just stole that car. So they use this device to be able to trick the key fob inside the house to unlock the car. And then it tricks the car also into thinking that the key fob's in the car. So it allows the push to start to start the engine. So the police are now urging people not to keep your key fobs near your front door, but to keep it as far away as possible from the front of your house so that no one could use this on you. And they also recommend putting your key fobs in like a protective box that blocks out any signals coming near it. Dude, that is crazy. And that's crazy scary. No one needs to break into your house. No one needs to break any windows, right? right? These people are just doing it silently. Yeah, and the car just turns on. Dude, that guy was just like this. I know. And the car just turned on. And no one's, no neighbor's gonna be like, oh, a car just turned on. Like, something must be wrong. Right. It's just normal. A car will start, you know? Like, it's not a big deal. But alarm going off or glass breaking yeah. or a front door being kicked down, like, obviously, people are gonna know something's up. Yeah. But when you do this thing and people are getting away with it, you know, like, because the neighbors aren't thinking anything of it. It's so horrible. That's scary. There's literally no noise. There's no nothing. The car's just on 
and they're gone. Okay, so moving on. Now I want to talk about something that really blew my mind regarding Disney. Now, Ooh. we haven't really talked about Disney in a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not really. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, yeah. we kind of just started recently. Yeah, so this is something that I know we're probably both kind of aware of, but I don't think you know all the times this has happened. Oh. And this is going to really trip you out. Okay. So in every Pixar movie, Disney will put an Easter egg in the film to showcase what's the next upcoming Pixar movie. But do you know how many times they've actually have done this? I feel like I only know like two. Okay, so in Toy Story 2, when we see the repairman open his drawer... You see a bunch of eyes like scattered rolling around the drawer. And this is a reference to the next movie, Monsters, Inc., where we see the monster with a bunch of eyes. And then in Monsters, Inc., we see how Boo is showing Sully all her toys and hands him a Nemo from Finding Nemo. And then in Finding Nemo, we see a kid at the dentist and he's reading an Incredibles comic. And then when you watch the Incredibles, you see a car from Cars and it happens to be Doc's car. And then when you watch Cars, you see a picture of the Eiffel Tower, which hints at the next movie, Ratatouille. And then in Ratatouille, we see a little cockroach, and that same cockroach is also in Wally, -E, and we see Wally -E playing with it. And then in Wally, -E, we see Carl Fredrickson's walking cane that was used in Up. And then in Up, when Carl's house is flying above the sky, all of a sudden you see a bedroom, and there's a little kid in there. And in the room, we see a Lotso bear. And then in Toy Story 3, we see a picture, and that is a car from Cars 2, Flynn McMissile. And then in Cars 2, there's a photo inspired by the family in Bray, and then in Brave, we see a carving of Sully. And then the next movie is Monsters University. And then in Monsters University, we see how Sully's holding a unicorn notebook. And that is the same unicorn from Inside Out. And then in Inside Out, we see Joy pull up a memory. And we see the family with the statue of a dinosaur. And that is the same dinosaur that we see in The Good Dinosaur. And then in The Good Dinosaur, when he falls in the water, you see the octopus from Finding Dory. And then in Finding Dory, we see the truck driver driving. And he has a band-aid on his hand. And he has a Lightning McQueen band-aid. And then in Cars 3, we actually see Miguel's guitar from Coco hanging on the wall and then in Coco we see a picture of the Incredibles on the wall and then in Incredibles 2 in Jack-Jack's playpen we see Duke Kaboom as a toy in there and then in Toy Story 4 we see a jumper with a unicorn logo on it and it's the same logo from Onward and then in Onward by the record player you see a jazz album and that's because it's in Seoul. And then in Seoul, we see an advertisement for a place to visit. And it's the place where Luca is from. And then in Luca, there's a record. And it's Four Town, which hints at Turning Red. And then in Turning Red, we see a sticker of Space Command because the next movie is Lightyear. And then in Lightyear, we see a vending machine with Wade Water, which hints at Elemental. And then in Elemental, there's a painting that hints directly at Inside Out as it's an abstract art of all the emotions. Bro, that's a lot to take in. All the different times they've hinted at the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. It's crazy that it actually happens too. Like it's not like they do it and then that's not the next movie. Right. They do it and it's actually the next movie. What was really shocking to me is the Incredibles 2 one. I didn't know Duke Kaboom was in the Incredibles 2. I didn't know that either. I didn't know freaking 90% of these. But we're moving on to dumb ways to die. Where we talk about the craziest and stupidest ways people have died. Okay. Okay. So the first one. So this guy figured out that carrots are very good for eyesight. As a lot of people think. Right? Yeah. So... He wanted to have the best eyesight possible. So he said, I'm going to drink as much carrot juice as I can. Okay. So what he did was, over the span of 10 days, he drank 10 gallons of carrot juice. So a gallon a day? Yeah. Okay. And basically, he OD'd on carrot juice. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was, like so, it was way too much carrot juice, and he died from it. Because it was, like, causing, like, digestive issues and everything. Oh, my goodness. How, like, sorry, this is kind of off topic, but it, it is relative. How much water are you supposed to drink a day? A gallon of water every day? That's what people say. I don't know if that's true. Okay. I just have heard people say, like, you should try to drink a gallon a day. And we know how hard it is to do that. It is extremely hard. It is very hard to drink a gallon a day of yeah. water. Think about drinking a gallon of carrot juice a day. Yeah. Is unbearable. Not even water. Carrot juice. Yeah, that could not be good for you. No. Yeah. I don't even know how much one carrot produces. Uh huh. But to drink a gallon of that, that's got to be a crazy amount of carrots. <laughs> like, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. My favorite word. Okay. Next. This guy, for, for whatever reason, I don't know what he was thinking, but he had this crazy confidence that he was basically like human electro. Like, he thought he could channel energy oh my gosh. better than anyone in the world. Okay. 
so what he decided to do was there was like an accident and there was like a power line. This is what he thought he could do. Okay. He said that he could channel energy better than anyone on the planet. So he decided to prove it by grabbing the live wire that just fell off this pole, this, this telephone pole. Before you tell me how he dies, I already think he kind of did. But yeah. did anybody know what he, why he thought that he could? No. He literally would just say, like, I myself can harness and, like, have all this energy and hold energy better than anybody. I'm, he's like, I'm him, pretty much. So no one was like, bro, how do you think that? No, people were probably questioning him, and that's why he said, I'm going to grab this live wire oh my God. and show you. So grab the live wire, right. Rush to the hospital. Third degree burns everywhere. Did not survive. That explains, that explains his death. Yikes. Okay, this next one. This guy had a pet hamster. And I feel like a lot of people have grown up with pet hamsters. Yeah. And we all have been bitten by our pet hamster. Yes. And it does not feel good. No. Okay. It, it hurts. So this guy had a pet hamster. Okay. And the hamster bit him. But later, like maybe like a few weeks or a few months, he died. What? Okay. So then they did an autopsy. And they found that the reason he died was because of the saliva that his hamster put in him from biting him. Oh, gosh. They don't know what the hamster had or what was wrong with it, but they figured out that the, it was the saliva that entered his body is what killed him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if you have a pet hamster, I would be careful of this. Have you heard about how, like, when you get rabies? Uh, sorry, this is kind of random. But okay. It's not random. But it's almost like this. Like, you think how certain animals have rabies? You get bit by an animal that has rabies. You yeah, get yeah. rabies. And if you, you can die from rabies. Right. And apparently, like, what rabies does is it attacks the way your brain thinks. Oh. And rewires your brain. Okay. And some people that are at the final stages of rabies, like uh-huh. dying of rabies, they have a fear of water. So they don't drink? Well, they try. They try to drink. And, I'll, you know, we'll have a clip here. But you'll see that people that try to drink water on when they have rabies, yeah. they put it in their mouth and they just, like, it's like the worst thing ever. They spit it out. They're just like, oh, my gosh. It's like as if they just tasted poison. What? So your brain changes to think that water is bad for you. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. So that's why, I, I mean, I wonder if, like, the... I don't think the hamster had rabies, but it definitely had something along the lines of like a rabies wow. issue. So technically, once that kicks in and you have that fear of water, yeah. you're only really going to last up to a week or a week and a half because you won't be able to consume water, right? Right. That I, is scary. I do think, though, maybe you can put water through IV, like hydrate through oh, IV. Oh, okay. But who knows? Oof. Okay. On to the last one. So. You know how, I mean, you were training to be a firefighter, right? And when people are in a burning building, we've seen it in the movies, right? They have like a safety net for people to jump into. (laughs) Is that, that's a real thing, right? I mean, yeah. Okay. So. It's not like a safety net anymore, but it is, it's almost like a, I think you could fall into and it kind of will brace your fall. Right. So I guess this guy was trying to prove to people that they should not be scared to jump into this net. So he's like, because people were like not jumping there. And then there was like this whole thing where this guy was like, what are you guys scared of? Like, <laughs> it's not you're, you're saving your own life. Yeah. But he thought people feared that they would die on impact. But it was like people were just fearing of jumping out of a window mm-hmm. like and being so high up. So he was like, you know, what? I'm going to prove to everybody like it's OK to jump from high places and you'll survive. So with the safety net underneath them. Okay, I'm getting go, ahead, to that. go ahead, go ahead. What he decided to do, yeah, he's like, I'm not even going to have a net. Uh-huh. I'm just going to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. What? So he, wanted, he was proving to everybody, he's like, look, you can jump off a high place and it'll, you'll be fine. It's, not, it, you, you, we're, it's just because we're high, it's, it's fine. So he jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge, right, thinking it's okay to land in water. Yeah. It is not okay to land in water what, from that high. Right. At a certain height, 
Right. Landing on water is equivalent to cement. Yeah. He did not realize that. Yeah. Dove straight into the water, pretty much head first. Oh, he went head first. And he died. That is so sad. That is so sad that ignorance took him out, basically. Yeah. And thank you for watching Dumb Ways to Die. Okay, so moving on, I want to talk about this thing I saw online. It's really crazy. It was this crazy marketing strategy where basically it's a video, and you see how there's this wallet on the ground. There's some money sticking out of it. Okay. And naturally, people are like, oh, some people you know, see the wallet on the ground. They want to grab it. They want to you know, try to return it to the owner. Uh-huh. Some people want to take it, right? They want to steal it. Yeah. And what this is, is actually that when you open the wallet, it turns into a flyer for a huh? brand. Like a, it's like a business advertisement Okay. that when you fold it up, it looks like a wallet and some with money. money out sticking out. Oh, my God. So it gets people to want to look at it, right? Yeah. And at, the, I, and at the end of the day, marketing is just getting the eyes on the product, right? right? How are you going to get the most eyes on the product? How are you going to get the big, highest conversions? And I just thought that was so genius. Okay, what's crazy about that too is it is so weird that the person will probably never forget what's on that flyer. Yeah, I, I, I believe so because that tactic, I'd be like telling everyone, like, can you believe I've saw this wall on the ground? Yeah. It ended up being this flyer. I would never forget it. Even yeah. if it was for the dumbest product in the world, I would never forget what's on that flyer because of that. Another marketing strategy, this is not regarding the wallet, but for realtors, they found that the highest success rate of having clients utilize your service is actually branded water bottles. Branded water bottles? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's the highest success rate. Yeah. And branded water bottles. Because think about this. For anyone that's doing business, water, as we know, is very important for our bodies. Yeah. Water, you consume every day. Water, you take to the gym. Water, you take... Wherever you go. Right. And they found that since the water bottle has the realtor's, you know, like brand on it, people take the water bottle around, they're drinking it, people see it and they're like, oh, you know so-and-so. They're like, oh, yeah. What the heck? And it builds trust because you see the person's name everywhere because they're on the water bottle. That is so crazy. Especially because it's for realtors. It's not for a product. It's for a realtor, and they found that the highest success rate is from water bottles, putting them on the water bottle. Isn't that amazing how that could work? Yeah. Another crazy thing I saw, and it took me a second to really like dive into this because I was like, this is really obscure. Uh-huh. So in Japan, okay, in Japan, high school students, college students, when they graduate, they are not required to wear a cap and gown. Okay, uh-huh. as we know. Like when we graduated in high school, we had to wear our cap and gown. gown. Same in college. And it was, there was no exceptions. There was no exceptions. You better show up in that cap and gown or you're not walking. You know, you're not going to get your diploma. Yeah. It's very important to be in uniform. Very strict. And that's in the United States. But in Japan, they allow all their students to be able to wear whatever they want. Interesting. Okay. So here, here's an example, right here. We have like this cat. Wait, what? We got someone dressed up as the mask. Hang on a second. We got this person. This isn't graduation anymore. This is just a costume contest at yeah, this point. We got point. this girl, whatever that is. What? We got E.T. over here. Dude, this is just Halloween at this point. It's not even a graduation. We got a masquerade person. <laughs> we got a person marrying, looks like Ralph Macchio. Oh, my god. I don't gosh. know who that guy is. I don't know. Um, and we got this. I don't think what I don't know if that's like a totem pole or something. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what's the right. And this is in Japan, and this is an actual graduation. Yeah, actual graduation. Dude, that is not a graduation. Well, it is. That is crazy. Okay, that person in that big costume—you can't even see who they are. I know. So technically, you don't even have to be there. Dude, you could ask someone to go walk for you. Yeah. But I just thought that was so unique because I know for me, you know, when we graduated high school. You don't just show up, right? There's rehearsals. It's a whole process of making sure everyone's ready to go yeah. walk for your diploma. College, same thing. Like There's a rehearsal, and you have to kind of know what to do. We just had to get there early, and they had to explain how we're supposed to go about doing our, our graduation. But it's amazing how in Japan, you know, for being such a country of like by the book, trying to follow the rules, uh-huh. that they would be so loose in that regard of yeah. graduation. How interesting. Yeah, very weird. Pretty cool, though. 
It is. All right, guys, you've made it this far in the podcast. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and also comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. As you guys saw throughout this video, we took suggestions that you guys actually told us and we talked about it. So make sure you comment new ones so that we know what to talk about next week. Also, if this video gets 2,000 likes, we're going to be giving one of these hot toys to one of you guys. So make sure you comment something that you like about the show, comment what hot toy you like, comment a topic, and we'll be able to like message you through YouTube or probably Instagram, and we'll get that over to you. And without further ado... We'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok, and we'll see you guys next Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We'll see you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya. <laughs> you been messing that up. I'm messing up the outros. I'm sorry. Love you guys.